Hello, hello everybody, Antonio Damota here. Thank you so much for joining me in another episode of Rising Grind. I'm super stoked to have a super entrepreneur with us today. His name is Jamie Siminoff and he's the founder and CEO of Ring. Jamie, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a great honor to have you on the show today. Um, Jamie, so before we dig in into the interview, can you um, please explain what Ring is and give us a little bit of your background? Sure. So, so Ring is a, is a, it's a doorbell for your, for your phone, basically. So it allows you to see and speak to who's at your front door uh, from your phone. Uh, the Ring device goes on your Wi-Fi uh, and it gives you two-way talk. Um, and one-way video. Uh, it also has motion detection, so it's kind of like a security camera at your front door that's also a doorbell, all going to your phone and really linking you to your home. All right, awesome. And what were you doing before you started Ring? Um, you know, I, I was kind of like a serialish entrepreneur, inventor. Um, I <laughs> small businesses. I did a thing called Phone Tag that did voicemail to text. Um, I had a company called Unsubscribe.com that was in the email security space. Um, I had a company in the telecom space that did uh, phone cards. So really like a bunch of different little sort of tech kind of things. All right. And what's your background? Did you did you study um, software engineering? You know, I actually I went to um, to college for I actually studied entrepreneurship. Um, I am an engineer, but I'm really a self-taught engineer. I mean, really just reading books. Uh, online and then really you know I, I've always been a tinkerer since I was a kid I was you know as, as a kid I probably spent uh, most of my free time in the garage uh, building stuff welding stuff soldering stuff you know just kind of doing all that kind of you know all those kind of things and I think you know that really did lead me to uh, you know where I am today all right that's awesome and how did you come up with this business idea and by the way before you uh, it was called Darbot, right it was called Doorbot, yeah, which was, you know, it, it's funny because when we were in the garage and, and we invented this, you know, Doorbot was like a great, fun name. Uh, <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're when you selling a consumer product to the masses, you know, you don't necessarily just want to have a fun name. You want to have a name that people really like. And especially when something's going on their front door, you know, people didn't like this idea that we were putting this Doorbot, like this bot on their front door and so we realized that pretty quickly and ended up you know um you know changing the name to something a little bit more friendly and, and door friendly and ring was a kind of a nice name for that yeah that, that's an, an awesome name but uh, you know how, how did you come up with this business idea in the first place um you said that you were playing around in the garage and uh, did something happen to you that you know uh gave you the idea to create this security this home home security tool um, so, you know, when I was in the garage, I actually couldn't, um, I couldn't hear the doorbell. And so the original thing was really just me trying to solve my own problem of being in a garage and not being able to, uh, to hear the doorbell. Um, from there, it kind of got into this, you know, next step of things, which was, uh, you know, kind of interesting, which was I, 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 I you know, realized that the door was actually much more important and that monitoring the door was actually really important. Uh, understood. And and so, can you walk us through uh, the process of you know the moment that you have an idea to create a, a product like this, uh, uh, its hardware, um, until the moment of completion of the product? Uh, because you said that you you are self-taught. So, if somebody that is listening to us right now, you know, has an idea of creating a product like this, that is you know it's um, a demanding product, it's a difficult product to create. What are the first steps? You know, it's, it's funny. I, I feel like I'm a terrible um, 
I'm like a bad sort of person to use as a, uh, you know, as an example, because I just do, I just do stuff. Like, I don't really, I don't think about it that much. Like, I didn't really think about this in terms of, you know, do I, how do I want to do this? What's the best way? What's my strategy? Like, I just got in the garage and started building something. I put it on my front door. I started using it. People liked it. I said, okay, I'll pre-sell it. Like, I didn't really, it just kind of happened. I didn't really think about it. All right, understood. <laughs> That's the right way then. <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, it's, but, but on the flip side of it, I think too many people have great ideas and just sit forever and just never actually act on it. And that's not a good thing either. But uh, but for example, in this case, right? This is a product not everybody is able to to create, right? I mean, you you need to have some some technical lo- uh, knowledge. And where do you get that knowledge from? Or you 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 have to find a business partner straight away, right? I think you also, you know, I think people underestimate what they can do by, you know, read, uh, you know, read stuff, get books, um, go online, learn how to code. Um, you know, I think too often people are so rushed to build their idea that they don't realize that the idea itself is is nothing. You need to also have some of these skills yourself to do this stuff. And so if you want to do ideas like this, I would say start now and maybe you'll miss this idea but there's another idea that you you know you probably won't miss, and so you gotta you gotta start somewhere. Gotcha, love that. And uh, how much money did you spend to to start uh, a ring? Yeah, well, it was originally you know we thought it was going to be a lot less, and you know kind of the, the, the as the story goes, um, you know the the reality is that it ended up um, you know. It ended up being millions, like like lots of millions, to really get it working right. Um, and so our first product, the, probably the total cost to get the first product to market, the DoorBot, I would say was maybe a million five. Mm-hmm. And then Ring was probably, to get it really working great and going, was probably 20 million. Wow, that, that's amazing. And um, and regarding the 1.5 million that you that you uh, had to spend to to have Doorbot, uh, where did you get that money from? It, was it from your last entrepreneurial uh, ventures? So so some was definitely from that, and and another big part was from the pre-sale. So we actually did pre-sell the product, and that was a big, that was a big part of it. So yeah. Like but definitely a lot, a lot of pre-sell. God, that's awesome. Uh, at, at, at that time, there wasn't was there already Kickstarter or Indiegogo? Or you did it like separately. So it's interesting that there was Kickstarter, but at that time, Kickstarter would not allow um, anything with a camera on it. Uh, they wouldn't allow it to be. I don't know why, but they wouldn't allow it to be sold on Kickstarter. And so we actually just did our own site um, for this and uh, ended up just basically pre-selling directly. Because Indie, and at the time Indiegogo was very small, and it wasn't clear that they were going to be sort of like the winning uh, product. All right, that's awesome. And how did you uh, attract traffic to that website then? Uh, you know, I'd like to say it was just like sort of our our super intelligence and great way of doing things. The truth <laughs> is, you know, the truth is it was a lot of luck uh, that we had um, that really happened that allowed us to. Uh, you know, do to, to get these, you know, these these customers. I mean, we went out and hustled for press and everything else. But, you know, you're not guaranteed press ever. And I think that's, you know, people always ask, like, how do you get press? I mean, you get it by working hard. But at the same time, press writes about what press wants to write about. Um, and so luckily, we did have a great story. And so that worked to our advantage. But, you know, we didn't really know it at the time it was going to be so great. 
All right, awesome. And what was your biggest struggle at the beginning, and and what did you do to solve it? See, our biggest struggle. Um, I, I think our biggest struggle overall has been, you know, you really do in order to do this type of business, you need to be a lot bigger of a company um, to build hardware properly. You need to have a lot of infrastructure, and so I think our struggle has always been being uh, uh, very small, and at the same time, from the the customer doesn't care if we're small or big. The customer wants to have a perfect product. Gotcha. Um, and I wanted to ask you, how did you get your 10 first sales? But you already said that it was uh, on, on pre-sales. Um, I want to ask now, I want to talk now about the Shark Tank because um, you, yeah. Were, yeah, yeah, you were on Shark Tank in September 2013, right? Yep. And you asked for 700K uh, um, for 10%, was it? Right. Uh, correct. Yes. Yes, that's it. And you didn't get any. You didn't get any. You you got an offer only from O'Leary, right? And but the the conditions were not that great. Uh, why did you apply to to Shark Tank? And you know, tell us how you, how was your experience pre Shark Tank and 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 post Shark Tank. So it, it, I ended up getting very lucky to be on Shark Tank. It was a, I met a friend of a friend who said uh, I know a producer who's looking. You know, who's at Shark Tank and they're looking for some cool stuff. And that was kind of how I was fortunate enough to get into Shark Tank. Um, the once we were on, you know, it was. Uh, I mean, it was it, Shark Tank is part of what actually made our business work because we, while we didn't raise money on it, we did try to. Um, we did get so much credibility and awareness for the product and the company that our revenues just skyrocketed after being on it. Uh, how big was the Shark Tank effect? Uh, do you have any any precise numbers that you might remember? We think, I mean, it, it's hard to say exactly because it's a in, it's an effect that keeps going. I mean, so we still have people today that say, oh, that's right, you were the thing on Shark Tank, and then they sort of buy the product. So that's still kind of going. I think it probably was five to ten million dollars for us, somewhere in that range. Wow, that's that's unbelievable. And um, you rejected O'Leary's offer. And did you? Uh, to be fair, yes and no. I did technically reject it. Uh -huh. The truth is, it was kind of an offer you couldn't accept. Uh -huh. <laughs> I really did need money at the time. I mean, I would have accepted almost any offer. That was just a really bad offer. Uh, <laughs> I kind of couldn't accept. But no, but but I actually. We were pretty desperate at the time. I, I would have almost accepted anything. Ah, uh, got it. Understood. That, that's a big. Even the sharks make mistakes, right? Because of your success now. We all make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all make mistakes. So let's talk about the, the present and the future of of Ring. Uh, by the way, before I forget, uh, how much did you pay for Ring.com? If you can share with us, I guess uh, that's no, a very premium. One million dollars. Wow, one million dollars. That's amazing. <laughs> I thought yeah. it would be a, as big as that. And uh, let, let's talk about the, the company today. So you raised um, uh, you raised a lot of money from uh, from uh, Richard Branson recently, right? Correct. Yep. And um, was that twenty eight million dollars? Uh, so we raised yeah. We, I mean, we've raised a hundred million dollars to date. Uh, Richard has 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 put in a, a substantial amount. He was. Uh, in that $28 million round, as well as the next round that was about $60 million. So he's uh, he's definitely been a, uh, a huge supporter of the company and, and an amazing, you know, another amazing sort of lucky thing that's happened to us. So and can you share that story with us? How, how did you get Richard Branson investing in, in Ring? 
So I think it's exactly how you get Richard Branson to invest in anything. You don't get him to, you, you know, he finds you because through, you know, his life experiences and meeting people, he sees something that he likes. And so it was really, he was looking for a gift for his friends for Christmas and um, wanted, you know, he wants something unique. And uh, he saw this from someone, got excited, you know, thought it was a, a cool product. And, um, and he then, you know, contacted me, which was kind of crazy. I mean, it's, a, you know, it's a little Richard Branson contacting you. And <laughs> I started talking to him and he said, uh, you know, he said, you know, I basically started talking to him back and forth. And I, I told him about like what we were really trying to do in the company. And he said, can I invest? And I, you know, and the, the answer is when Richard Branson asked if he can invest is yes. That's awesome. And when when you received that email, was was that an assistant or was it uh, Branson himself? And did you actually <laughs> believe it or? It was Richard Branson. Just just I was just emailing back and forth with freaking Richard Branson. It was crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. But when you saw the first email, were, did you think that was like a prank somehow? Um, I actually knew. So I knew the person who was with him. Not like he was one, like you know like a, he was like a, a friend kind of person like who I knew. So I knew it was real. I just couldn't believe like what was happening and like, you know, I, I, I'd never met. I mean, like, so it was, it was a crazy thing. Um, but I did know it was real. I didn't actually know it was him on the first email. I thought, you know, it could have been an assistant. Uh, obviously, I mean, you, you have to figure someone who's that wealthy might just have someone, you know, say, Hey, reach out and get these for Christmas for my, you know, for my friends. And then when I started going back and forth with them, it was very quick to realize like this was definitely, you know, I was, I was definitely, uh, uh, talking to him. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's talk about the present of the of the of Ring and then the future as well. So what's the size of your team today? Can you share with us some some revenue numbers as well for for 2015 and what how much you expect to make uh, in in 2016? So yeah, we don't we don't share revenue at all. Mm -hmm. uh, um, we're about uh, 550 uh, people on the team. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and so we're in a we're in over 15,000 stores in the U.S. We're starting to grow globally. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't actually share our revenue numbers at this point. Understood, no problem. And and regarding your your um, capital raise, uh, you said that you raised hundred million dollars so far. Uh, are you at Series C or D at the moment? Uh, we are at our Series C right now. We we, we did our Series C with Kleiner Perkins, um, and that was in uh, like March. All right, that's awesome. And um, how do you reach your customer at the moment? I mean, what what marketing channels do you do you guys use the most? I mean, of course, retail is the biggest part, but do you do something online as well? Do you sell online or do you use social media to attract uh, new customers? It's it's kind of interesting. We we really, you know, people always kind of want to know like what the secret is, and the truth is we sell we sell a, a little product through a lot of places. You know, like we we really don't have like one sort of big place. Um, you know, where we do all our stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually like, it really is like we do sell through, like we, we just sell through a lot of places. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. Okay. And uh, Jamie, where do you see your company in, in five years time? Um, you know, we, we, so our, our business is really around neighborhoods We're we're focused on neighborhoods. And so I think what you'll see is um, in, in, let's say, uh, Five to ten years, I think, will be one of the number one companies that is protecting people in neighborhoods and doing it in a totally different way that's been done before. Awesome. And do you plan to launch new products or are you going to you just focus on one product? 
Um, no, we'll get, we'll continue to launch products, and we won't just launch like hardware products. Again, it being a mission to reduce crime in neighborhoods and being a neighborhood company, we'll launch all sorts of different things to do that. It's not just about sort of either doorbells or cameras or anything like that. It's really what we think will make in the long run neighborhoods safer. All right, awesome. And I saw, I saw, um, you know, when I was doing uh, research, uh, pre-interview research, I found that you um, partnered with the uh, Washington D.C. police, was it, or L.A. police? I don't, I don't recall right now. The Los Angeles police, yeah. Los Angeles police, right? And I would like to ask you, how, how did you do that? Uh, did they approach you? Did you approach them? Uh, do you plan to do that in other cities as well? So we actually we approached them uh, about it was a like it took about two years from when we approached them and started talking to them to when it was actually um, it did the 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 thing and it had the results um, and so we, yeah we did a trial with them it was really amazing um, it ended up uh, we got um, uh, about you know 55% reduction in crime doing putting our system in place and so it was uh, it was really a cool uh, a cool thing. That's amazing. And financially, did it make sense as well for you uh, to do so? Did it generate a lot of revenue or was more something just to uh, like to prove that you can yeah, help? Yeah, it didn't generate any revenue. It was all about, this was all about uh, just doing something this, you know, to sort of test our system and see what we could do with it. Oh, understood. All right. So before we jump to the firebolt round, uh, there's a last question I'd like to, to, to ask, which is what was the biggest mistake you made in your business? Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, we, we may, I mean, the truth is, listen, you, I think when people say like the biggest mistake, I think the biggest mistakes are ones that kill you. Um, we make mistakes every day uh, on, on everything. Um, you know, mistakes are mistakes are good. I, like the, the biggest, I'm trying to think of the biggest mistake that I would, I would sort of say that I'd like single out, um, you know, prob- probably the initial name of the company, Doorbot. Um was just so not on target for our market that that was probably a big, you know, it was probably one of the biggest mistakes we've made. Um, luckily corrected. All right, awesome. Okay, so let's jump to the firebolt round. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do. Let's do it. Uh, favorite business book? Uh, uh, the autobiography of Walt Disney by Neil Gabler. All right, awesome. Favorite online tool? Favorite online tool. Let's see, I'm trying to think. What's my favorite online tool? Uh, probably Gmail. Gmail, all right, awesome. Uh, favorite entrepreneurial or motivational quote? Um, my, my favorite quote um, is uh, is the Warren Buffett quote where he says that the uh, lo- that short term the markets are a voting machine, uh, long term they're a weighing machine. In terms of that, in the short term values can go up and down based on people's uh, feelings, but in the long term fundamentals of a business will always drive its value. All right, love that. Somebody successful you admire and follow? Um, you know, I think Jeff Bezos is probably of the people. I mean, like you know, Richard Branson was definitely up there, but now I kind of know him, so it feels weird to say him. But um, I think Jeff Bezos is one of the people that I admire the most. He's he's built. He continues to go into what what most people would consider pretty shitty businesses, uh, and and just doesn't care and continues to sort of crush it. So I, I definitely. One of my favorites. All right. And knowing what you know now, so with your current knowledge, and if you wanted or had to start a new business today, what would you do? Uh, I, I would uh, I'd, I'd hopefully take some time off. I think I've been so, at this point, I've been I really have been so um, uh, involved in this company that I, I just, I, it's like I can't even think about what else is in the world anymore. 
<laughs> All right, good question. Very unique question. Uh, very unique answer to this question. I love it. <laughs> so, and uh, um, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Uh, be calm. Uh, understand what you really like and do that. Um, and and realize that the world is a very long-term uh, thing and that you don't have to do everything. Uh, you don't have to rush everything. Gotcha. And how old are you right now, if you can ask, if, if you can share? I am 39 and I'll be 40 in five days. All right. That's awesome. Okay. And, and Jamie, before we, we finish, how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, so you can go to ring.com, R-I-N-G.com, and my in the About Us, my email address is there. All right. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. And that's it for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rise and Grind Podcast. The show notes are available at our website, riseandgrindpodcast.com. If you love the show, please do not forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Of course, feel free to send us an email or leave a comment on our website. Also, don't forget to follow us for a lot of visual inspiration on Instagram and Twitter at riseandgrindhq. Our next episode is going to be amazing. Make sure you do not miss it. Until then, keep grinding.